Welcome to the Good Business Podcast from DBNN. Our guest host for this episode is Drew Hendry. Let's find out about the good business we are speaking to today. I'm Andrew, it's uh, Scott Murray and I'm the founder of Crew Holdings, which has some uh, businesses in the area within the hospitality and the travel sectors. But Scott, thanks for uh, joining us. We believe that um, people are at the heart of uh, good business. So we'd like to hear a bit more about, about you yourself. What would you like to know? Well, t- tell us about your entrepreneurial journey. How did you end up where you are just now? Um, I mean, I, ever since I was younger, when I was 14, I used to work in the kitchen. And the guy I used to work for, a really nice guy, and um, he had a Range Rover. And I remember it being, and he used to take us back from the house. And, and I remember looking at him and thinking, I want a Range Rover. And the question I asked myself was, what do I need to do to mm-hmm. be able to get that, that Range Rover? And, you know, so I, from that point, I decided, well, I need to go out and earn money. And I need to, and, and that's kind of, you know, mm-hmm. in the very early days, that, that was kind of how it started. And um, yeah, I, I had my first business when I was kind of 15 and then started another business. And then, you know, from there, it kind of, it kind of grew mm-hmm. uh, to where we are today. Mm-hmm. So it, obviously the, that vision of being able to own the, the Range Rover, which, uh, you know, visualizing something you want yeah. and driving you towards that is taking you um, a, a great step on the way there. But is there a, is there a person that in your career that's influenced you in terms of helping you to get where you are today? Um, I wouldn't say there's a, a single person that's mm-hmm. kind of, I do, there's different people in different areas of, of different industries, different mm-hmm. businesses, and there's certain traits mm-hmm. in these people that you look at and you, th- you know, and, and you maybe aspire to be more like them in that yeah. way. So I wouldn't say there's one particular person, but there probably mm-hmm. have been people throughout my journey, if you like, yeah. where I've taken positive influence from. Yeah. So th- there's there's lots of uh, influences there, as you've just said. And, and you also had said that, you know, being able to picture that, you know, ownership of that car was something that would give you a, a good start. Do, do you have a, a kind of long, from there, have you developed kind of a, a process of having long-term goals for what you want to uh, follow? Or do you find you just kind of seize opportunities as they come along? Or, or is it a bit of both, as I might suspect? Um, a bit of, I always said I wanted to be in a position where I could retire when I hit 45. That was my long-term goal. And as you slowly approach that, not so yeah. slowly now, but as you approach <laughs> that, that number, yeah. um, you do start thinking, well, you know, because 45 was so far yeah. away that, yeah. you know, that, that was fine. That was a, whereas now, you know, you're kind of looking to the future and what, what do you want to do? And I still think I'd like to be in the position. I don't think I'll ever retire, but mm-hmm. I want to be, you know, financially secure mm-hmm. by the time I'm, I'm 45. And at that point, <clears throat> my my goal or my plan really is to kind of start mm-hmm. trying to help other people in, in business. And, you know, I can spend the next 20 years doing that sort of thing without having to worry about, you know, mm-hmm. am, am I going to have money coming in? You know, that that's that's my goal short term and and long term at the so same to, time. to foster other people yeah. and make sure that they've got the opportunities that can build a kind of cumulative yeah. um, benefit for everybody you, you're obviously really driven where does that come from um i don't know to be honest mm. i don't i don't like procrastination mm. i like to just kind of do things and if something needs done i don't like i don't like seeing something needs i'd rather it was just done yeah um and that that's pretty much it really i don't mm. think there's anything <clears throat> more to it than that it's just i don't like seeing if i've got an idea of something we want to do why think about it and mm-hmm. you know why kind of 
throw it about for six months, why not just do it and mm -hmm. see how you get on? It might work, it might not work, but at least you know, mm -hmm. rather than what ifs. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't like that uncertainty. Yeah, but you don't like uncertainty, but obviously clearly you're willing to take some risks mm -hmm. in terms of what you want to do. You, you, you've talked a bit about there, you know, about how you, you are with it. What do you feel are the qualities of a successful entrepreneur? I mean, I think risk-taking is the one, but mm -hmm. is, is the big one. You've got to be, you've got to believe in yourself that mm -hmm. you can, I'm not afraid to fail, I'm not afraid to make mistakes, mm -hmm. as long as I learn from them. And mm -hmm. I think as long as you're willing to take the positive, you know, it doesn't matter what situation you're in, there's always going to be a positive. And as mm -hmm. long as you can take that positive mm -hmm. and move forward with it, and then perhaps do something else with this new positive knowledge that you've gained, then that's, I suppose, what keeps an entrepreneur kind of going, that, that's mm -hmm. the cycle. You know, you, things will inevitably fail and if that scares you then it's probably not something that, mm -hmm. you know, that's probably not the, the route you want to go down. Is, is You know, you, maybe you look for a safer career, but mm -hmm. I think, yeah, the fear of failure is just something that, um, or no fear of failure, I suppose, mm -hmm. is, is the biggest the biggest kind of driver. Well, that, that, that kind of speculation has led you to have quite a number of businesses. How many businesses do you currently have in your portfolio? Not including the ones you've helped with other people. So we've got 12, mm -hmm. I think, is the current mm -hmm. number. That's not bad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. So we've got tw 12, 12 companies at the moment. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sure they, they keep you busy all the time. Um, in fact, I know they would. How, how do you balance the different demands from all those businesses? Uh, I think the, kind of, the traits when you are in business and you do like to take risks and you do like to try new things is that you are inherently, um, you've got lack of, um, you're easily distracted. Yeah. So I think being able to jump from one to the other mm -hmm. really suits my personality mm -hmm. because I couldn't do one thing for longer than, mm -hmm. you know, a set level of time so yeah. if I had to do the same thing every day in day out it just wouldn't work so the idea of having all these businesses and you can go in and on Monday there might be a problem over here that you can help fix and mm -hmm. there might be something an opportunity over here and that that to me is just you know that, that yeah. in my head that's 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 quite a nice mm -hmm. calm um, way so actually being busy being kind of doing all these different things keeps you calmer than yeah. if you were just it's sitting a waiting for things. Yeah, to, uh, devils, yeah. idle hands are the devil's hands. Yeah. <laughs> so you like yeah. to be busy with that, but but being busy isn't is the, only the half of it because you also sit in three non-profit charity boards. Mm -hmm. uh, how important are those to you? Um, well, very. I mean, I joined each of them um, because I wanted to try and give something mm -hmm. back. Do you want to tell us what they are? Yes, yeah, so I, a trustee of Mikey's line, which is obviously so during um, well, before, being largely in the hospitality industry, mental mm. health is a huge yeah. concern mm. a lot of the time. You know, the, the access to alcohol, drugs, you know, late nights, that kind of atmosphere. So mm. it does take its toll. So I wanted to be able to understand more so that we could then support our mm. own staff. Um, and so I, I was. Oh, asked if I would join the board and mm -hmm. I did and the next one would be Highland Blindcraft mm -hmm. um, which again they were looking for non-execs and I'm now the chair of that organisation and mm -hmm. again it's about trying to kind of put a more corporate structure in place to try mm -hmm. and help you know the business has been going for 170 odd years yeah. it's, it's trying to make sure it's safe for the next but 
that so you've got the that part there which is trying to help them but what i found on the back of that is the people that you meet and the experiences you get yeah. actually put you in really good stead mm-hmm. you know so there's a, there's a there's a benefit that i never actually realized mm-hmm. of of doing it where you know now i'm learning things that i didn't know mm-hmm. i didn't know mm-hmm. um, which is you know which is mm-hmm. obviously a great a great benefit mm-hmm. and and the other board that you were on, you said Blindcraft and so Blindcraft, Mike Design, then you've got Highlands and Islands Society for Blind People, ah, right. um, mm-hmm. which is the kind of overarching mm-hmm. that runs Blindcraft and mm-hmm. then Sight Action. So it's all kind of for providing employment opportunities for and, visually impaired. And, and it's really interesting what you were saying there about the fact that, you know, doing that um, uh, work, you know, taking time out of your own life to help these uh, charities and be on the board and help them strategically you found that's got a circular benefit that comes yeah, back to you absolutely yeah. i mean yeah. you've got boards of people that you you maybe wouldn't mm-hmm. come across in your mm-hmm. normal day-to-day you know they're mm-hmm. maybe not part of your network but then mm-hmm. you know you 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 observe how they make decisions or how mm-hmm. they justify certain things and then mm-hmm. you realize actually there's different ways of thinking and mm-hmm. th- that's just it's, it's great to have in the mm-hmm. arsenal so giving back's actually been a business mm-hmm. benefit for you as well. Mm-hmm. So it, you, you obviously have got very strong values there in terms of helping uh, these organisations. But what are the values and principles that flow through all of your businesses, would you say? So we did an exercise about five years ago um, where we said, right, what do we stand for as a business? And we, we, we kind of came up with the core values. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so people being one of the, the, the big ones, you know, whether yeah. it's customers, suppliers, or our own teams, but mm-hmm. we need to make sure that they're respected and valued. Um, we've got innovation is at the heart, so we always want to make sure we're a yeah. step ahead. You know, we don't want to do things the way everybody else does, and we always want to have our own mm-hmm. kind of take. Um, quality, we'll always provide the best quality we can. Mm-hmm. Value being another one, that doesn't mean cheap, it just means that whatever you're paying, you're getting yeah. good value for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and profit, Obviously, we're a business. You know, we have to try and make a profit, but it's important that we reinvest that in, in our teams and our properties and, and things like that mm-hmm. as well. So, we kind of came up with that, and then we, we every member of staff that now comes is, is, mm-hmm. is trained in that. They understand that, and to the point now, any piece of paperwork in the business, so whether we're doing mm-hmm. a personal development review, whether we're you know looking at onboarding a new supplier, we have to, we will always take it back to the core values and mm-hmm. do they align? Mm-hmm. And if they don't, then that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's maybe not the route we want to go down. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because we're doing this uh, recording in Murray Travel, one of your businesses, and when you come in through the door, you can feel that in the way the presentation of the uh, the, the office is, the way the, the people are working away. So that kind of shines through that work that you've done with people. Just talking a bit about your portfolio of businesses, you know, as we've discussed, that's growing at, at pace, but tell us a bit more about what's happening for you just now. Um, I suppose what, what's next for Murray Travel and Crew Holdings? So, I mean, travel-wise, I mean, obviously, post-COVID, I think, um, mm-hmm. as you know, right now with airlines and, and airports, and I think the, the pre, pre-pandemic levels of passenger numbers were expected. Mm-hmm. Tail end of 24, that was the prediction. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, we've, we've hit it. Mm-hmm. Um, already mm-hmm. um, globally, not just in the UK, not just mm-hmm. locally, but globally, those passenger numbers are pre-pandemic, mm-hmm. and that's created a whole loads of problems. Mm-hmm. But it's also created loads of opportunity as well. Right. Um, so, 
you know, we want to continue to seize that opportunity. We've, we've, we, we started, we came out of the pandemic with, three, or we started the pandemic with three members of staff mm-hmm. and one branch. We're now up to three branches, 17 members of staff mm-hmm. with another branch in the offing mm-hmm. for the end of the year and potentially a fifth one mm-hmm. spring next year. So we're, you know, as, as long as numbers continue to grow, then that's, that's what mm-hmm. we'll we'll look to try and service that, that demand as, as much as we can. Well, you're talking there and you have been talking about innovation. It, it, you know, and obviously you're staying ahead by doing different things. That's what you're saying. You didn't want to do the same yeah. as everybody else. How big a role does innovation play in the way you uh, run and set up your businesses? Huge. Yeah. It, 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 it is. Mm-hmm. When we're setting a business up, it's probably the most important yeah. one because we want to, you know, you have to have that unique selling point, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you, you have you can do the same as the guy next year or the girl next year, but unless you're doing something different, it's never going to be a long-term thing. It's diminishing so, returns. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you look at, you know, Scotch and Rye being one of our, you know, particularly innovative pubs mm-hmm. when we opened that. Mm-hmm. Nobody was doing the kind of prohibition thing. Nobody was doing the industrial kind of decor. No. Mm-hmm. So, you know, even that the food, nobody was doing it the way it was being done. So it's a huge risk, really... Mm-hmm terrible site historically it was a yeah. failed site several times over um, so we knew that to make it work we had to do something that was just completely mm-hmm. game-changing and at the time it, it was but mm-hmm. and but what we've seen is year on year there's growth in that site mm-hmm. and you know it's become it's award-winning it's become recognized not just in the UK but people outside the UK that we meet trade people have heard of it and that you wouldn't be able to do that had you not had we not gone in and try to make sure that it was mm-hmm. you know ahead of the curve mm-hmm. and, and you've um, you've obviously been able to do that as i said we're in murray travel here and said you can feel the difference when you come in you've just been talking about scotch and rye uh, there how do you uh, decide the mission or values for each of the different businesses what, what the individual take the usp how do you decide on that for them? so a lot of the time we'll have a very kind of rough mm-hmm. framework so we'll, mm-hmm. Scotch and Riot was very much, uh, we wanted a prohibition-esque, we wanted to kind of mimic 1920s Chicago, mm-hmm. New York, that kind of whole feeling. Without mm-hmm. being a theme pub, we wanted yeah. to try and capture that. Um, but we also wanted to do, you know, really good, simple food. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't want to kind of go pretentious, but we wanted to mm-hmm. pair that with quite high-end drinks, mm-hmm. which again was, it shouldn't work, the concept just shouldn't work. Yeah. Um, you know, we took in for being in the heart of whiskey country, we started taking Japanese, Indian kind of whiskies, you know, really good quality international whiskies, um, and play around with them as well. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of, so that that's the rough framework of what we have. And then the rest comes from the personality of the staff. And we really encourage the management teams to put their own shine on it. So mm-hmm. when a manager leaves and a new manager starts, the, it will shift because I think it's really important for... Mm-hmm. I think for for the customer to have a genuine experience, I think that the guys that are working there, serving the customers, they have to really buy into it, and they have yeah. to have be able to express themselves, and that's very much, you know. Mm-hmm. So you take bar one. Bar one's been mm-hmm. open thirteen years this month, mm-hmm. um, but it's changed personality. The, the quality's always been there. The the value for money's always been there. You know, the core values mm-hmm. always been there, mm-hmm. but the actual. The, the personality has shifted mm-hmm. as the teams shift. And you're talking about your teams there and the, the changes. How important is it that your teams are invested in uh, the vision that you have for the business? Yeah, we don't want people, well, 
people, that you've always got two types of, of mm-hmm. employee and one that will turn up, do a job and go home and that's fine, you know, students mm-hmm. home from, you know, they, they're not going to be invested in something, they're looking for a job mm-hmm. to, to fund, you know, their next term at uni mm-hmm. or whatever that may be and that's absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. And then you've got your kind of full-timers, your, your more kind of longer term staff mm-hmm. and you don't want them to be one people that just want to come and go, you want them to be invested because if they're invested, they're looking out for your interests, mm-hmm. they're they're going to go above and beyond with customers. That's going to be a natural trait. You're not going to have to train that. You're not going to have to manage that. That that will come naturally if 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 they're invested in mm-hmm. in, in the project. So tell us something interesting that people wouldn't necessarily know about Murray Travel or Crew Holdings. People wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. Well, Murray Travel when it was set up was never supposed to be uh it was never really supposed to be mm-hmm. what it is it was set up as a way for me and my wife to spend or it wasn't my wife at the time but it was a way for us to spend more time together mm-hmm. um, and it was only really supposed to be a, a kind of sideline that covered you know her what she was losing by leaving her other job mm-hmm. um it was never ever supposed to be there was never a vision for for what it is now mm-hmm. and that developed over a period of time in the way that you're yeah again it was we've always had the Yep. ethos that if you look after the customers mm-hmm. the, the money the profit will come mm-hmm. down the line and yep. that's we've always kind of believed that and we've always sometimes if something goes wrong you mm-hmm. know it'll come out of our pocket to put it right because that's the right thing mm-hmm. to do for the customer yeah but you know you look at that one booking you might have lost a couple of hundred pounds on it mm-hmm. because you've had to but if that customer comes back 10 mm-hmm. times mm-hmm. you're going to get you know you're going to get that back so mm-hmm. that i don't think is necessarily Certainly when we started in 2014, I don't think there was, that was something you could find locally um, to the level we were doing it. So I think that's, that's allowed us to, to develop and allowed us to increase quite naturally without mm-hmm. having to do huge marketing, without having to, you know, it's just been a, a steady increase. For you looking after the customer in that way, making sure they're the focal point of your uh, business it would be a completely natural thing. Is that a piece of advice you'd give to any other businesses? Make them the the focal point. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Look, it's just people. Like I said yeah. whether it's customers, staff, or, mm-hmm. or your suppliers. I think you know, one thing. I think lockdown showed us that it showed people in their true colours. Mm-hmm. And what I found in the Highlands, especially, was really encouraging is that people that were professional enemies or whatever before, yeah. they started to come together to 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 really help each other out and mm-hmm. you know I, I think you you look after people and they will be loyal mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's not just looking after people saying well we're going to pay you this you, you have to actually look after people mm-hmm. um, and if you do look after you know we've had customers who have you know, had to cancel holidays because of poor health and you know you'll send them a bunch of flowers mm-hmm. not because you know you know they're never going to take another holiday again yeah. but it's the right thing to do mm-hmm. and that that's just that's the way we're kind of wired and I just think that's that's the way business should be done. Mm-hmm. So you're winning friends and influencing people yeah. by just being nice. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, it costs nothing to be nice. But that brings me on neatly to marketing. It's crucial to um, any business, but none more so in uh, economic mm-hmm. times that are a bit more challenging. How do you decide how to market your business? I mean, we review each business on a weekly basis so we mm-hmm. can see where things are maybe falling off or mm-hmm. where things are performing strongly. And we'll quite quickly react and put a plan in place mm-hmm. to, to, to kind of try and bolster that if or if it's something that's performed particularly well, well, well can we mm-hmm. replicate that across 
other sites or other businesses, and and that's that's kind of how how we do it. We obviously, you know, we have our we know what's happening over the next twelve months. We have our marketing mm-hmm. plans and everything like that. You know, as any business does, but a lot of it is just constantly reviewing the operation mm-hmm. <clears throat> and just <clears throat> reacting to mm-hmm. to any opportunities within that. Your, your flexibility has come through a, a number of times in the conversation about that ability to seize an opportunity and so forth. And you mentioned like a 12-month plan. Do you, do you have a kind of longer vision or is, it, is that something you prefer just to uh, develop as you go along? I think you, you talked about your the way you work earlier, which uh, lent itself to kind of being involved in lots of different things. Is that more your approach? Yeah, I mean, we're always on the lookout for an opportunity, mm-hmm. always and if, if the opportunity is right and the time is mm-hmm. right, and obviously the price is right, mm-hmm. then you know we'll we'll take it. And that doesn't have to be necessarily. We've done things in the past that aren't within, you know, our our kind of core market. Mm-hmm. Um, some of it's been successful, some of it hasn't. But if there's an opportunity, we will kind of take it. I think at the moment, I'm very much of the opinion that the next twelve to eighteen months are going to be very. Mm-hmm. They could be tough. But mm-hmm. They're certainly going to be very uncertain. Um, so at the moment, I think I'm trying to convince myself to keep the powder dry and let's just kind mm-hmm. of concentrate on what we have. But mm-hmm. sometimes temptation does get put in a way. <laughs> you feel forced to, to yeah. kind of invest in that. It, 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 we're talking about difficult times and obviously we've just come through a pandemic as we referred to it a number of times. It forced a lot of changes in the workplace. And you talked about the, the fact that you had the business in terms of the, the branches were smaller in the past and you had fewer employees and you've grown through that. It, the hospitality and travel sectors in particular have faced real challenges. It, what did this period of time force you to, to do or what did, it, what did it really make you think about concentrating on? Um, that's, I think for me it was more, I've always been quite hands-on in the business mm-hmm. um, and it forced me to step back and we used the opportunity to kind of look at each area of the business, whether it's employees, whether it's software and we went through it. I mean, we had long mm-hmm. enough, right? So we kind of went through each part. Was that a benefit to you actually getting that a wee bit of downtime to Yeah, I mean, definitely. Off? I mean, there was, yeah. like you say, I can't sit still, so we needed to do something. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what are you going to do, sat in the house, you're not allowed to yeah. leave. Okay, well, let's <laughs> let's try and find yeah. find things to do. So there was quite a good excuse to kind of go through. Mm-hmm. We knew it had to be done anyway, but mm-hmm. it was one of those things that you put off and put off. And this was a really good opportunity for us to say, right, let's, let's from let's go back to square one and, and rebuild and tweak and, and try and get something so that when we come back, when we do come out of this yeah. in three months, which yeah. we thought it was going to be, yeah. then we, we can hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, that that's kind of, that's how we did it. And, and despite those challenges, you've increased your hospitality portfolio. You, you, you must have real faith that the sector is uh, is going to stabilise and move forward. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I think we're fortunate in the Highlands. You know, the Highlands at the moment is, is out-trending mm-hmm. the rest of Scotland and, and many mm-hmm. parts of the UK. You know, we've got great inbound tourism, which mm-hmm. is increasing. I mean, the number of cruise ships, you know, yeah. the number of coaches coming into the city. every. Mm-hmm. So there is, there is demand in the Highlands. Mm-hmm. So... And there will be for a long time to come because mm-hmm. you know you, we've, you've got the renewable energies. You look at trying to buy a house at the moment; mm-hmm. everybody's coming in. You know, so these people need fed, they need watered, and hospitality venues are shutting down. So mm-hmm. the ones that are left are going to pick up mm-hmm. the, the, that trade. So I think yes, I think certainly April to October. I think fine. I think the winter is going to be the telling part, November mm-hmm. through to March. I think yeah. could be tough, um, but I think 
on the whole, as long as we can do the right job in the summer, that should be enough to, to, mm. to see us through. So, and, and how has the pandemic changed your thinking about engaging with customers online? What what impact has been has there been connecting with your customers uh, online on your business? Um, you know, I wouldn't say it's been hugely impactful. We always had quite a heavy online presence mm. before. Yeah. Anyway, we you know we did you know obviously all the social media we, that's all managed so that we do mm. we we're quite heavy on it anyway. Um, I wouldn't yes I wouldn't say there's been a huge huge mm. impact. Um, I mean obviously now we are able as a as a group of businesses to to work together remotely and and online and that side of things I think has been huge because you know mm. it used to be WhatsApp or Facebook Messenger whereas mm. now you can actually do it through a single mm. platform and mm. you can keep notes and meeting and it keeps everybody connected which I think is really good so that's probably the one the one kind of positive impact um, mm-hmm. in terms of kind of technology certainly looking at uh, your personal uh, biography on the uh, LinkedIn uh, system just now. You, you mentioned about having uh, the satisfaction you've got from helping uh, employees and uh, you know colleagues uh, develop into their own businesses and grow themselves as entrepreneurs. It, 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 you said that gives you a great deal of satisfaction. It, that's something that's really important to the Good Business podcast, and you know because we want to talk about good business. How do you support team members to thrive and and to develop their own uh, ways forward? Um, I mean, we've, we've kind of got a, an all you can eat training policy <laughs> is what we call it so yeah. if if somebody wants to learn then we'll mm-hmm. support that mm-hmm. um, 100% so a lot of our so we've got the girl who now heads up our marketing team she used to work in travel mm-hmm. she joined a team three months before the pandemic mm-hmm. you know um, so we gave her the opportunity to reskill into mm-hmm. digital marketing she took that and, mm-hmm. and we've developed her she's now doing her management qualification on the back of that and she'll be, you know, once she finishes that, she'll have a, a kind of a senior position within the business. Mm-hmm. Um, our other managers, again, it's it's as much training and development as you want. If you want to, if cocktails are your thing and you want to do competitions, we'll support that. Mm-hmm. So, you you know, we'll take you down to the competitions and you can, you know, you can learn mm-hmm. how, how it works. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we have... Um, we have external training bodies that come in as well. And mm-hmm. it's, again, it's... We don't have. We never say no to a training opportunity mm-hmm. for anybody, um, and I think that's the main thing because the more they train, the more knowledge they have, mm-hmm. the more confident they are, and the better they're going to be for, for the customers. Well, following that forward, what what would you say to young people who want to start out as, with a career as an entrepreneur? To follow in your footsteps, what would you say to them? Um, I would probably say to think of it as a career would. Be, it's. I think it's a. It, without sounding too kind of. Um, it's more of a, a way of life. It's mm-hmm. not a career. You can't say with a career you've got a path. Mm-hmm. I think so. You know that you know that's my next level. That's my next level, and then then I retire. That's not being an entrepreneur. Entrepreneur is it's a up and down. You're going to have good years. You're going to have bad years. You're going to have highs. You're going to have lows. And at no point have you got any guarantees. Mm. And I think as long as you're comfortable with that and you have to realise that that is the reality. And, mm. you know, there are sometimes there have been years in the business where I've taken home less than people that I'm employing mm. because it's been a bad year and you've got mm. to take the rough with the mm. smooth. 
Um, it's not all Instagram. Here's my Lamborghini. Here's my, you know, <laughs> here's the yacht in yeah. Marbella. It's, yeah. it's it's not that's not the reality yeah. of it. Um, the reality is long hours, mm. hard work, low pay, until you get to a point, mm. and then hopefully, and then a pandemic comes, and then a recession comes. So mm. you've got to be prepared for that. Um, yeah. that that's my. And people's uh, people's views of you're talking about that um, challenge for entrepreneurs when things are good and bad and you've basically you're just going to take the rough with the smooth. It, in terms of in general, though, people's views are changing on the work life balance. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's uh, you know there, there are changes for the better to make sure mm-hmm. that people are better um, supported. How are you evolving as a leader uh, to develop your teams to meet that particular challenge? So we, end of last year, we put in a, a policy where nobody should be working more than a 45-hour week. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they are, it's because something's gone wrong. Mm-hmm. Not, it shouldn't be through bad management. Mm-hmm. So, you know, somebody's forgotten the shit, oh, can you work on it? It shouldn't, yeah. it just shouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so we kind of reworked the way our rotors are done and things like that to make mm-hmm. sure that people were getting good time off and, 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 and supporting that way. Um, and that that's had a really beneficial mm-hmm. effect because, mm-hmm. you know, managers were doing 60 70 hours a week mm-hmm. you know some some that was because they that, that's so, quite normal in hospitality it, yeah. it certainly was yeah, yeah, um, yeah. but then you know so we're looking at going well why are you doing the 60 70 hours is there a yeah. part of the job that you need more coaching with yeah. do you need more help do you need more training mm-hmm. because you you can do the job should be doable in that mm-hmm. length of time yeah. so if it's not then let's look at why yeah. um, and trying to kind of respond that way and mm-hmm. so there's no one size fits all you know we regularly meet with our management teams you know we find out where their their pressure points are and, and try and give them as much support and, and mm-hmm. coaching to, to get them through that mm-hmm. what's your favorite part of being a mentor or leader um, mentor wise I think it's where you see somebody who's maybe I think it's the feeling when, so I had somebody in quite a, a, a well-known local entrepreneur mm-hmm. came in to see me, so he asked me for some advice, and I thought, mm-hmm. why the hell are you asking me for advice? <laughs> and we sat yeah. and we had a conversation, yeah. and um, and he said all oh, that, and he was really appreciative of my time, yeah. and I, but I always thought that I would more likely be the one to go yeah. to that person for advice. And actually, during the conversation, we had a, we had another conversation about something else, mm-hmm. and I actually got something out of that whereas that's actually I've talked I've been having this question in my head for the last six weeks six weeks Mm -hmm. something I've been struggling with and I've actually just worked it out by having a conversation with Mm -hmm. the guy so I think it's that kind of that's quite a nice feeling that that Uh, spark you can get that that ignites your creativity in terms of solving problems and then you've at the same time it's somebody I've never met before and heard you know and I've now probably made a friend and somebody that we can share experiences with yeah. and we can share you know and that that to me is you know it, it's mm-hmm. a great byproduct mm-hmm. you, the, the value of your people is clearly you know very important to you what what does a great employee look like to you turn up <laughs> that's, <laughs> um, the first thing. that's the first thing that's the, you know that's a i mean it is it's, it's really bad right now yeah. there's people you know you might have 10 12 interviews in a day and only three people turn up and you mm-hmm. you know it's a sad you know, it's a sad state of affairs like mm-hmm. that. But um, a good employee is, you know, again, one who's willing to take risks. We mm-hmm. don't 
we we are quite happy for our teams to make mistakes. Just mm -hmm. don't make them twice. Learn yeah. from them. Mm -hmm. um, you're allowed to make mistakes. So again, don't be afraid to take risks. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid to uh, you know let your personality mm -hmm. shine through, um, and 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 turn up on time. Mm -hmm. That's that's really. Well, let, let's talk about your customers. How do you get to know and understand them? Uh, well, and, and why do you think they come back to you time and time again? Because clearly you have that success. Yeah, it's probably easier to answer for travel rather than hospitality. I mean, mm -hmm. travel-wise, you know, we sit. If you, if you, I think it's a, it's a little Britain where the computer says no. And <laughs> yeah. I think that is a lot of people's opinion mm -hmm. of a, a travel agency. Mm -hmm. Where if we don't do, we mm -hmm. don't sell. We come in. You sit down, you can have a cup of coffee, you can have a glass of wine, you can, mm -hmm. um, and we don't ask you where you want to go on holiday. We mm -hmm. ask, you know, we want to find out about you because mm -hmm. if we find out about you, we can then use our experience to then put mm -hmm. the right holiday together for you. So, you know, the number of people, wedding planning, generally the man gets left to do the honeymoon. Yeah. The, the bride will do everything else because yeah. she wants it done right. The honeymoon goes to the guy because he needs a job. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and that's yeah. hugely, but that is yeah. what we tend to find. So we want to go to the Maldives. Mm -hmm. Okay, why do you want to go to the Maldives? Because it's been in the magazine, you know, everyone loves yeah. it. The mm -hmm. Picture perfect. But then you might find that actually they don't like lying on the beach all day. They, they would much rather be doing activities. So mm -hmm. they've picked something based on what they use. But by understanding them and what they like to do and the kind of food they like to eat and you know how they generally holiday, mm -hmm. we can then say, well, actually, have you thought about mm -hmm. this? You know, the Mauritius might be better for you. Sri Lanka might be for you. Or actually, do you know what? You don't like the sun, so let's yeah. help you. And because you get that level of understanding, when they do come back, and you can refer back to the conversation you've had and you've mm -hmm. actually, it's not, we're not asking the questions and writing them, but it, mm -hmm. we're actually taking it and understanding the customer. Mm -hmm. That makes the customer feel valued because you're not, they're not just a number coming in through the door. Mm -hmm. I've got a customer who only ever, he goes to the same hotel and I know what room number he goes to and I know what seat on the flight he wants. And if that seat isn't available on the flight, he won't take that flight. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. you know, so, yeah. And it's that level of kind of granularity, I think, that people appreciate. Mm -hmm. So, as you'll be aware, conscious consumerism is at an all-time high. People are uh, more likely to be driven by a commitment now than at any time, probably in the past, uh, to making their own purchasing decisions that um, that have positive or social economic mm -hmm. impacts for people. Tell us what you're doing as a business owner to uh, embrace that uh, that that way of doing business. As in more of a kind of, kind of kinder to the planet? Or? Yeah, all of those things, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we've always tried to su support local when we can. So, mm -hmm. you know, our meat, our fish comes from, mm -hmm. so it's a, it's a guy that's got his own fishing boat mm -hmm. and it's one and, and he brings our fish mm -hmm. or he doesn't. Mm -hmm. If he doesn't bring it in, we don't sell it. Mm -hmm. um, we're going through a project at the moment of actually buying mm -hmm or not quite buying a farm, but going direct to the farmer for, for, for mm. our meat, and then butchering it ourselves mm. to, A, it's one of our ways of combating rising costs, but mm. it's also, it also means that the, it's the, the food miles, it's, it's about 14 plate, miles, yeah. Yeah, it's, mm -hmm. it's, yeah. it's not, you know, mm -hmm. it's not had, mm -hmm. it's not had journey down to mm -hmm. England and then, or on a boat, it's, it's literally, you know, down the road. Um, same with fruit and veg and things like that. Obviously, there are times where you have to to go further afield. Mm -hmm. um, we've always had a kind of, 
try to keep costs low with energy and things mm-hmm. like that. You know, so we've gone through the process of reducing the amount we use. You know, mm-hmm. reducing the amount of water into the kitchens and. You know, just but I think I don't think that's unique. I think that's most. I think everyone's doing it now mm. through necessity. But I think mm. most of us were doing it before as mm. a sense of kind of social responsibility as well. Mm. What what excites you most about the future? Retiring at forty five, I think. <laughs> that's, uh, but will you be able to retire? Um, I think being able to spend, you know, yeah. getting to that point where spend time yeah. um, with the family and and, mm. and enjoy. You mm. know, by that time I'll have been in business for. 30 years mm-hmm. and to actually look and say like that's mm-hmm. that 30 years of now mm-hmm. I can now enjoy the next 30 years and for listeners how old are you at the moment 40 40 so you've got five years five years to, to get it. that done five so will we see it. more businesses added to your portfolio in that five years um I, I would be surprised if we didn't yeah um so that's definitely within your 12 month and five year yeah. plan uh, to get there uh, let's talk about um, you and the different businesses how can listeners connect with your businesses online or in person um, the easiest way would just be crewholdings.com that's mm-hmm. kind of got all of our business contact details for everything mm-hmm. in there um, rather than going mm-hmm. listing off the websites for each one individually that's probably the easiest and, way and to do can, it and they can find out more about you on LinkedIn as well yeah, yeah. and yeah. On, on, on the website as well okay well finally this podcast is about getting to the heart and soul of a good business what's at the heart of your business I think like we've said you know people mm-hmm. um, without people you don't have a business mm-hmm. and, and that's 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 the truth Scott Murray thank you for uh, talking to us on the Good Business Podcast thank you Drew